This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I'm a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. While I've got your attention, I'm letting you know about my new book, More Than Just a Baby, A Guide to Surrogacy for Intended Parents and Surrogates, is available on my website at sarahjefford.com. You can find all the details there. It is the only guide to surrogacy in Australia and it covers everything from the processes and laws, how to find a surrogate or intended parents, and everything in between from finding all the way through to the fourth trimester. You can find it on the website and you can also contact me if you have any questions. I'm at sarah at sarahjefford.com. My name is Susan or Suze or whatever you like to call me. And I am a surrogate from Brisbane. Um, I recently or five and a half months ago gave birth to my second surrogate, Arlo, who's just gorgeous and pretty amazing. Um, I've had two uh, different journeys, um, I guess, relatively carefree during the pregnancies, you know, apart from up and down um, here and there with um, just the usual stuff of, you know, a bit of spotting here and there, um, that kind of thing. Um, nothing too major. Uh, but I guess where we get to the differences in the journeys is after the journey. Or after after the birth, two very different very different stories for us. Um, I think Loz, my husband, did a podcast with you. Uh, gosh, how long ago was that? I think, I we think it was, it was like possibly ago. yeah, about fifty episodes. It's a, possibly number forty-seven. So yes, oh about, yeah, ages ago. Feels like yeah, you nearly the hundred. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's been. No, not, not crazy since then, but so much has happened. I can't believe, you know, I've had, I was thinking about it, two babies in two and a half years, which, you know, for your own family is pretty full on. <laughs> but um, getting everything done in between for two different journeys and two different families and at 40-something, <laughs> um, for me, is pretty crazy. I can't actually believe it when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did yeah, it all begin journey. though? I know you, you've got three children of your own, three big, big kids. Yeah. How did you stop having babies for yourself and then decide maybe I'll have one for somebody else? Oh, look, I was 24 when I had my youngest and that was Connor. And I'm, it's not something I'm proud of, but I was a smoker and I smoked all through my pregnancies. Um, and I guess at that time you sort of, well, I say at that time, my oh gosh, how old am I? You do know better, but you don't do anything about it. Sort of that, that far ago, that long ago. Um, and Loz wanted two kids <laughs> and we had our third. So he, um, yeah, he had the snip and I just always felt, I think that my body wasn't done. And I wasn't done having children, but I knew we were going to have any more of our own. Loz is it for me. He's my soulmate. And I think he'll say the same. And there's no option of me having children for anyone else for me to keep. And he'll say the same, which is why he had the snip when he was, you know, in his early 20s or mid-20s. So come to, you know... um, 
2014, I gave up smoking after 22 years and just said, hey, you know what, let's look into maybe some egg donation. Because I'd always sort of thought and joked around with people through the years, yeah, you know, if, if you go and have a baby, I'll have one for you. But then I didn't really think surrogacy existed in Australia much. So I said, let's donate our eggs. And, of course, I got online, did all the research and realised that um, my eggs would be too aged. <laughs> Geriatric eggs at 40-odd. So um, I just said to Loz, you know what, why don't we just go the whole hog and be a surrogate? Let's have a baby for someone. And here we are. So I did my research. When I say I did my research, you know what? I was so naive and I was so eager to just help someone. Not only help someone, but eager to be pregnant, I guess, which is part of why we do it. Um, and I got on the Australian Surrogacy <laughs> Community Facebook group and, yeah, I put my introduction up there. It was short, it was sweet, and I got bombarded. <laughs> that night but you know what I loved it I loved all the responses it's like yeah look at it it's not gonna be hard to find someone at all so yeah the hard part was I guess finding someone and I think if you listen to Loz's podcast yeah we went through a process with the kids and everyone agreed on who we were gonna meet up with initially and um the couple we chose yeah, they were, they were great. They were, you know, they um, had a lot in common with us in terms of, you know, even where we went or where our kids went to high school, which is crazy because we lived in Canberra. And, you know, Laws went to school in Canberra. I went to school in Wagga in Canberra. So for this couple to have gone to the same primary, the same high school as our kids were now going to was just ridiculous. Too much of a coincidence, we thought. So, yeah, we um, dove in head first. <laughs> I think from meeting those guys in September 2016, we gave birth to first Sarobub in November 2017. Well, that's very fast, isn't it? Wow. Does that mean you, you got through all the like the legals and the counselling pretty quickly from having met them to ready for an embryo transfer? Yes. So my IM was, she was organised. They had two embryos ready to go. Um, at the time, I didn't realise how few that is <laughs> because, like I said, I hadn't done my research. I just dived in. I didn't listen to any of the advice from the other ladies in the surrogacy sort of community. My, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. When I was first in that group, I'm like, oh, what are they talking about? And they're all talking about this. And they're talking about that. But you know what? You listen. <laughs> you got to listen because it's just, you know, these guys are experienced and now it's me who's experienced and I hope I help someone else down the line. But, yeah, I just thought everyone was crazy. What are they talking about? They don't know anything. <laughs> but I know you're saying that that was you in particular, but I, I think we both see that where, and we've both experienced it where you get so excited 
not just about finding somebody and having a great relationship, but also being pregnant and it's going to be amazing. And you're already planning the birth before you're pregnant. And mm. it, I look, anyone could have told me to slow down. I probably wouldn't have listened either. So I guess yeah. it is, it's a, it's good advice. Slow down, take your time, do your research, get to know other surrogates and intended parents. Don't dive right in. There's good reasons for that. But a lot of people won't appreciate those reasons until they're well on the other side. You and me included. No. Yeah. 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 You, you're totally right. And uh, yeah, as you say, I've been through two journeys now and I still find that I'm learning stuff from people who've been, who've gone before me and after because there's always something new that comes up or some, something that, you know, um, rears its head and no one's dealt with it before and all of a sudden someone has and you can look back to that person and say, oh, well, this, this person went through that. So, yeah, please, if I have in the middle of this podcast any advice, please listen to your sorrow sisters because <laughs> they know what they're talking about um, and be honest in that group because, you know what, if, if you disagree, disagree, just everyone's got their own opinions um but yeah just that that experience accounts for a lot mm. um but yeah got yeah getting back you know we did we got through the counseling and legals really quickly with that first journey um we see so yes so like i said we met those guys in september we met them and then we offered the next day which is crazy um and we did, I'll be honest with you, we, felt, we really felt like we were part of their family. We were welcomed in. Um, so I don't have anything, you know, anything bad to say about that kind, that side of it. Um, we transferred in the March and first transfer took, we were lucky. Um, and then I said, as I said, pretty smooth sailing through the pregnancy, just a few ups and downs here and there. Um, Possibly wasn't as supported as I wanted to be, but, you know, that's water under the bridge now. And then came the birth and that was great. And then possibly wasn't supported as much as I wanted to be after birth in the second journey either. And actually, I'll be honest, it's, there's no possibly about it. I just wasn't. Well, I feel as though I, I didn't get what I needed. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to go too much into that, but... Needless to say, it was disappointing and unfortunately we've parted ways with those guys. Um, as moving forward, we uh, look pretty quickly, I'll, I'll be honest, pretty quickly. I knew that I wanted to go again and unfortunately, the, you know, my, our IPs that we'd had the first baby for, they hadn't made any indication after the birth that they wanted to try for a second one and go again so that being said i started getting more active in the catch-ups um around queensland and just in the community and you know speaking with people and um pretty quickly came across our new my piece jess and andrew and i remember i remember meeting them <laughs> actually anna from sas she made mention of these guys she said hey if anyone's looking for anyone go and chat to these guys because i've met them and they're great they seem lovely so i did i went to a catch-up i'd never been to a catch-up before i'm not sort of 
one of these people who just goes and sort of meets people easily. So for me to go to a catch up and especially without laws, cause he was getting ready to go and do a gig that day. Um, for me to go by myself was a huge thing. And I actually sought them out when I saw them at the catch up cause I could see they were sitting on their own and we just talked. We talked for, I don't know, it seemed like forever. Uh, maybe a couple of hours and then we had to we had to leave and I remember getting home and I just got Loz before he got before he was going to his gig. <laughs> he was getting in the shower actually and I just said, um, babe, I think my uterus is tingling. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh no. 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 <laughs> These yeah, poor partners of surrogates. Yep. I, <laughs> look, I've probably had a few similar discussions with my husband where I've said, yes, yeah, so I, there's somebody else I would like you to talk to. <laughs> and he's said, <laughs> no. <laughs> he just sort of rolls his eyes at me these days. <laughs> they do. They roll their eyes and they say no. And you know that deep down they're going, yeah, okay, we know she's going to get this. She's going to get what she wants. I know it. And there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, totally different though. We, we really, we, we took our time with these guys. Loz went and met them a couple of weeks later and then we had a few sort of coffee catch-ups and we would just talk for hours. It was just natural. We were both, or all of us were on the same page. Um, from little sort of, our lifestyles are pretty much, oh, pretty different in terms of they're very, you know, earthy and that kind of thing and, into gardening and growing their own stuff and, and until we moved into this house that we're in now I've never been into gardening and so that like I know it sounds like a stupid thing but um they've sort of got us into that kind of thing and what was different about the second journey uh, in terms of your relationship with Jess and Andrew it was just more real and I say that, I sort of cringe a little bit when I say it, but I, yeah, there's no point me doing this if I'm not going to be honest, right? So um, just more real and more open and more honest. But a lot of that is I put down to us being experienced. So I'm not sure how IPs or new IPs looking for a surrogate view surrogates who've carried before for someone but there's I think there's a lot to be said for the experience there and the knowledge of the process and what they're going to need so and you'll know that mm. um yeah well like you know I was just I could say to Jess in particular and to both of them but just everything I knew I didn't want to be the same as the last journey in terms of me staying quiet and not, not saying what I needed and stuff like that. And, you know, things sort of came out at counselling beforehand um, where, you know, I was worried that the same thing was going to happen that's happened with this, with the first journey. And Jess is like, no, 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 that's never going to happen. And, you know, we were just all in tears and it's that we just all seem to be on the same page and sort of it's just more of a friendship there, I guess. Mm. Which is great. You know, we can we don't have to talk about Arlo. We can talk about other things. We don't have to talk about the surrogacy. We can talk about other things. And I think that's what you want as well. I think that's also you know, really crucial that if 
if the yeah. relationship is only about the surrogacy and then the pregnancy and then the birth and then surrogacy, that's it. There's nothing yeah. else tying you together when it's all over. No, no, that's it. And, um, you know, as much as I say, yeah, we had an unremarkable pregnancy. I say that now. Um, I was pretty sick for, for most of it. Um, I still worked full time right up until oh, up until about six weeks or five weeks before birth. But even then, when I stopped work, I feel like I was just not bedridden, but couch ridden <laughs> um, for that time. And Jess and Andrew, they knew that they were, you know, cooking um, meals for us to freeze. Um, they'd cook them and bring them over and sometimes they'd just call up and say, hey, we've made you this, can you pop in? And we'd pop in and grab it and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just here for your food, you know, not for your company. But, um, <laughs> no, that, yeah, little things like that. And I, I never felt like I needed to uh, ask for anything actually in terms of what I needed during the pregnancy, whether it be, you know, we just, we had a card for all the expenses and, um, things that went along with that. Um, I never, we never even really, actually we never discussed how much was on the card or what I could put on it or anything like that. It was just, and it still is, it's just all, it was all down to trust and just knowing that it, me knowing that it was going to be there for what I needed and them knowing that it's going to be there for what I needed and I'm not going to take advantage of that. So that was awesome. And I'm also getting that, to their credit, I'm also getting that support afterwards now as well. Well, tell so me about we, that because um, Arlo was born uh, almost six months ago, right on the cusp of things shutting down because of COVID. What's the last six months been like for you and your relationship with your intended parents? Yes, yeah, so we were so, so lucky. Everything just worked out timing-wise with COVID. So... We went in and we were induced on the 14th of March, which was pretty much a week before everything shut down. Um, everything got crazy. So, yeah, we gave birth. Um, it was amazing. We had, there was Loz, um, Jess and Andrew, and we had our birth photographer, which was great. So we're really lucky again to just be able to have everyone in there. Um, Jess induced lactation, which was um incredible and amazing for her he just went straight on to her breasts which was just beautiful <laughs> and um yeah something that i'll never forget and i think a lot of a lot of people won't forget due to our photographer and just seeing those images it's just amazing what a woman's body can do um and yeah it's been it's been up and down since birth for me so health-wise it's been hard um very different to all my other journeys i've always bounced back so quickly not in terms of weight but certainly in terms of everything else that goes along with pregnancy so um just you know i'm just going to be open about it but you know your period coming back and um just getting back to normal hormonally um not always I bounce back really quickly um, and this time I haven't so I've had nerve issues uh, issues that we can't sort of find um, 
a solution for and, and it's still going five and a half months down the track. And I know that Jess, um, Jess and Andrew are still, you know, worried about that side of it and they feel, firstly, they feel for me, I think, just as, as a person and as a friend having all these issues, but then obviously there's that other side for them of thinking, oh, shit, this is because of, you know, this is because you've had, had this baby for us. And I would never want them to think about, like, think about it like that, but it's going to go through their head. Um, yeah, and hair loss. <laughs> so as I'm sitting here talking to you, I mean, when we first came on to me and not tonight, you're like, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done? What have you done to your hair? So tell us, what have you done to your hair? All <laughs> oh, right. So I don't know. Some women apparently have hair loss after birth and I've never experienced it. I've seen other sur surrogates, you know, having clumps of hair falling out and then uh, a couple of months ago mine started and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. I've got long hair or I had long hair. Um, it's always been one of my redeeming features. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, look, I just got to the point a couple of nights ago where I'm losing so much hair that it blocks up the shower the, the drain in the shower just after one shower. Um, it's all over my pillow in the morning and, you know, I'm at the point where I just have to have my hair up, otherwise it just falls out everywhere. So I just, yeah, a couple of nights ago I said to Loz, hey, can you just shave my head? <laughs> and he did. And I cried. And it looks and I amazing. I mean, if, if ever there's an opportunity to shave your head, now would be it. And we were talking before we were recording about this hair loss thing with pregnancy because I'm with you. I don't remember losing a lot of hair after I had my two kids, but after Darcy, the surrogate was born, I just seemed to shed like it was just everywhere. And it wasn't just the sort of ickiness of losing hair. It was also, I felt very frustrated that I was losing hair almost as a punishment for giving somebody a baby. It felt very unfair mm -hmm. that I should have to deal with that much hair loss. And it's, feels like it's meant to be a little thing but it feels at the time that it's such a big thing all this hair going down the drain and collecting hair and it's awful so I'm with you I'm surprised I didn't shave my head when I was in that position <laughs> do you feel well, a bit better I, now do you know what I, I probably do I yesterday morning going into work was scary for me so I grabbed a beanie <laughs> and I uh, thought, yeah, I'm going to wear this beanie to work this morning. And I put that on and I looked at myself and I thought, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. So, yeah, took the beanie off. I said, no, nah, I've just got to grin and bear it. And, of course, I walked in and there's obviously people have noticed. And two, I'll, I'll admit two people came up to me initially, came up quite close and said, oh, this is because you had a baby, isn't it? And that was it for me. Tears. Oh. I turned around and I got the tissues and um, they, they felt quite bad. And then, and then I was all right after that. I, I got the, you know, I did get one person coming out and saying, oh, Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. All right. That's funny. <laughs> you look great. But I do think I th the hair loss and surrogacy pregnancy 
it does feel very unfair and I think we have this sort of emotional response to it that we may not have had if it was our own baby that had made us lose all this hair. Yeah, and yeah, no, I totally agree. And if you ask Loz, he he's probably seen it, you know, where there's been nights where it's just there's handfuls and mornings where there's handfuls. And I think he could just see it in me, how upsetting it was. And so he sort of understood when I said, hey, babe, can you shave my head? He knew, he knew exactly why. And yeah, he knows, he also knows that it's all part of it and that it's, you know, another thing that's, um, on my mind, another thing that can get me down. So he just wants to do what he can for me. Um, and talking about that, I'm also going to have a, a conversation or what, what, whatever you call it, counselling session with Katrina in a couple of weeks as well. She reached out and touched base with us when we did our post-surrogacy counselling for the parentage order. Um, she was great. And she was really, really acknowledged sort of the health side of everything for me after birth. But she also acknowledged that I might need some help um, emotionally. And I didn't think I did at the time. And then, you know, all this hair comes up and um, the nerve issues that I'm having, the pain and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I just need to have a chat with someone and just... Just to vent, I think, um, to someone that's not my husband, because Manny's put up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> These you know, partners do and, put up with a lot. And I also think, I mean, it's good that you're talking to somebody about this, but I think that surrogacy, because it's so complex, it can be hard to sort of be really happy that you've done it and still find bits of it and, the, you know, sometimes the fallout from it really hard to deal with. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. It's um, you, you've you've got to have a strong relationship with everyone around you, and you need other people around you because it's it's not easy. And the fallout, yeah, like you say, it can be massive. But um, and I remember Katrina actually said in our counselling at the end of it, she said, "Now, Susan, or oh, Jess and Andrew, it's all right if Susan just makes an appointment with me, and then I send you the invoice." And I went, oh, no, I would never do that to you guys. <laughs> I would never do that, but that's what she was like. And then I sort of found myself I found myself wanting to sort of reach out to her and I did reach out to Jess and Andrew and say, look, do you mind if I have an appointment with her? And, of course, they were like, of course you can. Mm. So the support from them is still there. Um, yeah. Now we're just I was going to ask about that, that, given that you've had some challenges since the birth what sort of support can intended parents give to make sure that they're still sort of there for you? But it sounds like Jess and Andrew are doing exactly what they need to be doing. They are. And, and they're just there and it sounds terrible, but they're there for me financially as well um, for all the extra appointments and things that I need, which we believe are to do with the birth. So, you know, um, anything to do with that, even down to I'm um, six months or almost five and a half months post-birth now and, you know, they're still paying for my iron supplement, for example, because I had um, had the blood loss, had a blood transfusion, my blood's really low, so, or my iron's really low. Um, so they've been doing everything they needed there, but I also get 
you know, we have our group chat on Facebook that we still have, of course, and I think we'll always have. I don't think that's ever going away. Uh, it's just, it's how we touch base. And I still get, you know, the personal messages from Jess especially, um, just saying, hey, sweets, you know, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. So she, I know she's always thinking of me. And while I appreciate that, I really, I don't want them to be thinking about me all the time. If, does that make sense? I think it does. Because so what you want is that they're focused on their new baby. That's why you did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't want them to feel indebted or feel bad or any, about anything that's happening. It's just, it's happening. It is what it is. And it's happening because we gave birth, but they're doing what they need to do and we're doing what we need to do. So, um, and I think it's working, you know, we've, we've, we've had a really good team. We haven't had many sort of iffy moments or, you know, everyone does, but we haven't had many if we have. And, uh, and we've had some beautiful moments. Like I think just recently we had um, Jess suggested that we get some photos done with those guys and Arlo. And it was beautiful. Just uh, we went to the park where we first met, had a couple of hours there and there were just some, you know, some beautiful things that came out of that. And in that I actually had my favourite surrogate moment from both journeys and it was just I think there was tears from Jess there was tears from Laws there was probably tears from Andrew and it was just for me beautiful it was me holding Arlo and he just sort of looked at me and he grabbed both sides of my face and he just looked and then he just pulled me in and gave me the biggest kiss Aww. it was like my first kiss from Arlo yay yeah and it, it I don't know. Just in that moment, I'm like, "Yep, okay, I'm I'm happy now." Yeah, <laughs> I and I think most it, surrogates but... know that moment. I think, yeah, we are so lucky to have those moments. Do you think they do? Cause, yeah, I, I hope, hope so. They do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't probably get that with um, previous surrogates, and we don't really have that contact now. So to have it, it's great and. Yeah, it um, makes you want to do it again. <laughs> Close that mouth. <laughs> right. Um, I actually don't think I don't I don't think I can. You know, I really want to. In my head, and this is going to be part of my reconciling with Katrina. I think because I need to reconcile in myself that because of all these issues, I probably shouldn't have another pregnancy and I probably can't and also because I mean you know it was hard the last one like physically physically hard and that makes it emotionally hard for laws as well um but yeah just to reconcile not being pregnant again not being able to help anyone else but I also have a little bit of tidbit of information that I'm hoping maybe to go on to my next thing of donating my uterus. Wow. Look, so, I would quite happily hand over mine to somebody else as well, actually, <laughs> if we're being honest. Um, yeah. But that's amazing. That I mean, I've heard about uterine transplants. It's pretty intense, but that would be lovely if you could do that. Well, yeah, I'm sort of, I'm in, I'm in the early stages 
of sort of researching it and I've reached out to the people who do the trials in, uh, in New South Wales. Um, and as it turns out, the gynecologist that I see, I mentioned it to her and she said, because she said she's a surgeon as well, she does hysterectomies, et cetera. And um, she said she was involved with that trial. And I'm like, what? So, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, we've spoken to Jess and Andrew and unfortunately they're probably not in a position to move down to Sydney for a couple of years, which you'd need to do. But, yeah, watch this space. It may happen and I think it may actually be beneficial for me as well with all my issues I'm having post-birth. So, yeah. Wow. See what happens. You're amazing. I wanted to pick up on something that you just said, though, about that sort of want to have another surrogacy because you're not the only surrogate to go on and do it more than once. And I... I think I hear what you're saying that if the decision is out of your hands, if it's actually better that you don't have another pregnancy, it can make it harder perhaps to reconcile that with not being able to do it because it feels like the decision has been made for you. Does that make yeah, sense? So, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. it be easier if you felt like maybe I don't want to have any more rather than wanting to have more, but not being able to? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, if, if I didn't have any issues and I sort of knew in myself that no, that was it, I've done enough now. I've had five pregnancies, I've children have been for someone else and, you know, I've, I've done some good things here <laughs> and we've made some good friends and got some good relationships. Um, yeah, then that would be easier. But I've also, I guess, another hard part for me is I have a daughter who's early 20s, she hasn't begun, she hasn't begun to try having children yet. So in terms of the uterus donation, for me, I have to reconcile in my head that if I don't have a uterus, I can't help my daughter. Mm. So, but I spoke, I spoke to her and I discussed it with her and she said, Mum, I wouldn't want you to carry for me anyway. I'm like, what? And that was it for me. Tears. I'm like, oh, she wouldn't have wanted me to have a baby for her. She said, Mum, I've seen what you go through and I wouldn't want you to go through it for me. Oh. So, and that's coming from her. She lives down in Canberra. We live in Brisbane and she still saw the toll that it took on me um, physically and emotionally. So, it's not easy. And, and you do need good people around you. But, um, yeah, to sort of reconcile not doing it again. I don't yeah. know. I, I still see some IPs pop up on the page. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> thank you, I feel you on that one. And, oh, and I don't know that do there's you? ever an answer to that, to be honest. I think, as with everything with surrogacy, it's a journey. And part of that journey is being able to say, I'd like to carry for somebody, but I can't or I won't for whatever reason. Yeah. 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 You know, I still want to be involved. It's, I still, I, you know, I see some surrogates dropping off from the community after they had their surrogate. And, and I feel like that's a shame because there's so much knowledge that can be in that, or, or so much knowledge to be had in that group. And, um, yeah, I think if we all have, our, have the babies, the surrogate babies, and then, well, no, that's a horrible word. We all have, you know, what I mean, surrogates, and then move on. That's that's a real shame. So, 
for me, I really still want to still be involved. Um, yeah, just for future surrogates and, and even for IPs in the main in the main groups, you know, that we're involved in. I think, I think there's a lot to be said for um, surrogates and intended parents who have been through the process to stick around and give back a bit in terms of support because it's with that wisdom that better decisions are made and better arrangements come out of it, hopefully. Yeah. Susan, thank you for sharing your story. Do you have any advice? I feel like we've covered some of this anyway, but if you were talking to somebody that was dead set keen on being a surrogate and ready to be pregnant, what would your advice to them be? Slow down. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my, my first thing. And, and we all say it. We all say, do your research, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you who come come into the the groups and, and start researching surrogacy in Australia are going to do your research anyway, but um, just listen, slow down, build those relationships, um, ask questions and be honest. You know, that, that's a biggie for me, but um, yeah, and, and try and enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it, it's hard at times. You're gonna have you're gonna have times where yeah it's a little bit hard to say yeah I'm enjoying this or you know I'm gonna enjoy what's to come but um, yeah try and try and find things along the way that you can enjoy and be positive about and don't always focus on those negatives actually that's one thing I'd probably say to IPs as well is I just think yeah, yeah great advice yeah it, there's gonna be negatives but you have to you have to celebrate those positives along the way in order to get through those negatives. Mm. Thank you for chatting with me, Susan. It's been such a pleasure. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. If you are looking for more information, you can find it on the blog. Listen to more podcast episodes at sarahjefford.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch, you can find me at sarah at sarahjefford.com.